Do you like reading books? No. Do you really like listening to books? Yes, I do too. So, I make podcasts to share my stories, convictions and much more. Trust me, this is the best thing since I encountered this quarantine. Hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of Recital by Tarannum. How did my passion start for this? I observed when I listened to with my eyes closed, my mind starts weaving its own sort of stories and it takes me to another level of pleasure and that learning makes my base strong for upcoming erudition's. It makes my perception inviolable. Do you know that according to psychology our brain learns through creation rather than consumption and listening helps us to concentrate to create more. For me it's a kind of meditation. So in today's episode I'm initializing with the story named The Great Train Journey written by Ruskin Bond. The famous writer was born on 19th May 1934 is an Indian author of British descent. He lives with his adopted family in Lander in Mussoorie, India. The Indian Council for Child Education has recognized his role in the growth of children's literature in India and it is dedicated to children who grasp through years more. The story The Great Train Journey is about a boy named Suraj. The tone and mentioning of other characters suggests that the story is staged against in and around Dehradun. Suraj has nothing to do in his summer holidays. He wanders all day and here and there, especially at the railway station and on the tracks. So let's meet a boy named Suraj. and let's read about his side of story about the great train journey are you excited i'm sure you are now no more waiting let's begin with the first part of the story suraj waved to a passing train and kept waving until only the spiraling smoke remained he liked waving to trains he wondered about the people in them and about where they were going and what it would be like there and when the train had passed leaving behind only the hot empty track suraj was lonely he was a little lonely now his hands in his pockets he wandered along the railway track kicking at loose pebbles and sending them down the bank soon there were other tracks a railway siding a stationary goods train suraj walked the length of the goods train the carriage door were closed and as there were no windows he could not see inside he looked around to see if he was observed and then satisfied that he was alone began trying the doors he was almost at the end of the train when a carriage door gave way to his thrust it was dark inside the carriage suraj stood outside in the bright sunlight peering into the darkness trying to recognize bulky shapeless objects he stepped into the carriage and felt around the objects were crates and through the cross section of the woodwork he felt straw 
He opened the door and the sun streamed into the compartment, driving out the musty darkness. Surat sat down on a packing case, his chin cupped in his hands. The school was closed for summer holidays and he had been wandering about all day and still did not know what to do with himself. The garage was bare of any sort of glamour. Passing trains fascinated him. Moving trains, crowded trains, shrieking, panting trains all fascinated him. But this smelly, dark compartment filled him only with gloom and more loneliness. He did not really look gloomy or lonely. He looked fierce at times. When he glared out at people from under his dark eyebrows, but otherwise he usually wore a contented look and no one could guess just how deep his thoughts were perhaps if he had company some fun could be had in the carriage if there had been a friend with him someone like ranji he looked at the crates he was always curious about things that were bolted or nailed down or in some way concealed from him things like parcel and locked room and the garage doors and crates he went from one crate to another and soon his perseverance was rewarded the cover of one hadn't been properly nailed down suraj got his fingers under the edge and raised up the lid absorbed in his operation he did not notice the slight shudder that passed through the train He plunged his hands into the straw and pulled out an apple. It was a dark ruby red and it lay in the dusty palm of Surat's hand like some gigantic precious stone, smooth and round and glowing in the sunlight. Suraj looked up out of the doorway and thought he saw a tree walking past the train. He dropped the apple and stared. There was another tree and another all walking past the door with increasing rapidity. Suraj stepped forward but lost his balance and fell on his hands and knees. The floor beneath him was vibrating. The wheels were clattering on the rails. The carriage was swaying. The trees were running now, swooping past the trains and the telegraph poles joined them in the crazy race. Crouching on his hands and knees, Suraj stared out of the open door and realized that the train was moving, moving fast, moving away from his home and puffing into the unknown. He crept cautiously to the door and looked out. The ground seemed to rush away from the wheels. He couldn't jump. Was there he wondered any way of stopping the train? He looked around the compartment again. only crates of apples he would not starve that was one consolation he picked up the apple he had dropped and pulled a crate nearer to the doorway sitting down he took a bite from the apple and stared out of the open door greetings friend said a voice from behind and suraj spun round guiltily his mouth full of apple A dirty bearded face was looking out at him from behind a pile of crates. The mouth was open wide, pan-stained grin. 
Oops! What happened next? Who was that man? What did he say to Suraj? I don't know. Do you want to know further? The second part will be revealed in the next episode of The Great Train Journey. To know more, sit tight and stay connected.